Hi, I'm Alex Bailey, and this is my colleague. Hi, I'm Mandy Jack. And we're part of a team of academic developers at Swansea University who provide support and promote good learning and teaching practices and experiences. Welcome to A Pinch of Salt, Swansea University's learning and teaching podcast. If it has anything to do with learning and teaching in higher education, let's make sure everyone knows about it. International Men's Day is important. Not only is it a chance to celebrate men, but it's also a chance to highlight the unique challenges that men face, to raise awareness for the vital support that is out there for men facing those challenges, and to encourage those men that accessing that support is the very best thing they can do for themselves and the many people in their lives that love and value them. So today, we've gathered some colleagues from across the university to do exactly that. A very warm welcome to our guests for today's episode, Mossen and Jafar. Please could you each just take a moment to introduce yourselves and your role at the university. We'll start with Mossen. Uh, my name is Mohsen El-Biltaji. I am the Muslim chaplain and interfaith lead in the university. My name is Jafar Ujra. I am senior lecturer in accounting and finance at School of Management. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much, guys, for uh, coming on the podcast. So I just want to start with the question, why should we celebrate men? And what things do you celebrate about men? I think it's uh, an, an occasion that uh, calls for a special focus on uh, men's health, improving uh, gender relations and empowering men. Um, I, I believe myself, you know, uh, men can serve as a positive role members of the family and the society. And um, uh, the children normally look at the, the father as, as a role model, and I believe the father can play uh, that role very well. Uh, the other thing, is, which I, I believe as well, is it's a, a day to celebrate the positive contributions of men um, and discuss any issue related to uh, men's challenges. Fantastic. Yeah, Jafar? I mean, it's, it's, I'm going to add on Mohsen, basically. It's, it's, it's not one day we should celebrate in International Men's Day. It's every day it's International Men's Day. It's all about the contribution. We should celebrate the contribution they make to the society, all the role models um, in the society. Also, it is the time to recognize their mental and physical health. It's the time for them to speak. Uh, they are not in silence. Uh, anymore and of course it's the time the opportunity of course uh, to raise awareness um, of um, of their feelings and um, um, of course their uh, their mental health so in the same way that everyone should be celebrated and everybody should be advocated for the challenges they face in in day-to-day life what do you feel Um, are unique challenges facing men, in particular in 2022? I think uh, uh, some men, um, you know, uh, are facing unrealistic expectations. You know, the men deserve a safe space to talk about their frustrations. The challenges I uh, can see um, a lot of uh, men, you know, they don't have or they, they don't have the courage to speak about themselves present their problems and issues. Uh, this uh, considered as a weakness if the man, if man, you know, open up and speak about challenges he may face in the at workplace or the society or neighborhood, whatever. I think this is one of the main uh, challenges in my opinion. The other thing as well, you know, current climate change and economic change and so on, 
put a lot of uh, pressure on on man as as he's considered in many families as the main provider for the family i mean especially in 2022 with inflation hits 40 years higher 40 years high and the, the massive living expenses we are now facing at the moment it's, it's absolutely this in particular that put the pressure on men to support families and protect their families especially if um, if um, the, the mom is not working or looking after children that put more pressure on them at the moment to challenge to and that of course will um, affect their mental health to cope with what's going on right now at one of the challenges here i mean the second challenge will be the loneliness i mean that's around yeah. something really really important we need to talk about i mean men's they don't have they don't have mates they don't have partners they don't have children and they left alone and i know even my colleagues personal colleagues that they really they are alone themselves and many times they message me jafar shall we go for coffee jafar shall we go out and i'll do my best to um because i i know the feelings i understand their feelings they need such as someone to talk and chat to so loneliness affects mental health uh, indeed it affects mental health and something we really need to um to to, to really address this issue yeah because sometimes you can be surrounded by people can't you and still be really lonely and i think some of the men that i know that are do find it difficult to talk and open up that's the issue isn't it that they they have that feeling or they perceive that that there's this pressure to be i don't know that you know as you said that 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 person in that everyone can rely on when really they just want to oh you know just want to tell shout scream but they don't feel they're able to do that and I, you know do you think that there is a difference there between men and women that you know women are more able to talk maybe Yeah I think so I think as 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 I mentioned um some man you know is uh, they don't want to show their feeling they don't want to open up they don't want to talk uh and they are concerned of showing their you know uh, weaknesses maybe uh um in some culture maybe in middle east this is considered as a huge weakness if the man for example cries or uh talk about his problems or mental health whatever um uh, uh, the yeah you found it difficult sometimes is about uh you know about how how men can express themselves without being uh judged about their feeling or about their problems yeah. Yeah. yeah and and i think in a lot of ways you know that is maybe in in different cultures it is very different and i appreciate that um but it, it, in this culture and especially maybe the, the culture that we're trying to create in university is that you know we're we're all we're all here to care for each other and it's it's letting that in isn't it you know yeah. you know knowing that you can let somebody in to help you and you know that's a, it's, it's a very difficult and I think we're really fortunate aren't we to be in one of the more progressive spaces in in society universities is where um that sort of cutting edge pushing forward the best of society happens in in many ways um but uh, I, i totally agree with you on on the differences between men and women in fact i i found a quote that really sums this up well it's a chap called george e murphy wrote an article titled why women are less likely than men to commit suicide and and uh, the quote reads this it says men value independence and decisiveness 
and they regard acknowledging a need for help as weakness, just like Mossman was saying, and avoid it. Um, while women value interdependence and they consult friends and they readily accept help. And you know, it's why you'll often find um, that, that the ladies in society, they're, they're, always, they're always talking to one another, aren't they? They're always sharing, sharing their problems and men, they, they attempt to shoulder them on, on their own. And that's what leads to that isolation. And there's a vicious cycle then, isn't there, you know, of a, uh, where a man can perseverate on the challenges he's facing and it can take him down into depression, anxiety, and it, it can often culminate in one of the serious issues that International Men's Day seeks to highlight, and that, that is suicide, um, which uh, you know, I, think it, I think it would be remiss of us not to, not to bring, bring that up in this conversation. Um, you know, suicide is the leading cause of death amongst men under 50 in the UK, according to uh, the Mental Health Foundation, uh, and 12 men per day lose their lives to, to suicide, which is, is really sad. And of course, that's, that's not to say that uh, the problem doesn't exist in, in the, the female uh, population either. You know, there are women that commit suicide. It's just really sad and unfortunate that the male suicide rate is nearly four times uh, the height. Uh, Jafar, you know something yeah, about that, don't you? Yeah, it is 78%, actually, men are roughly 78% of all suicide throughout the world. Throughout the world. It's, uh, it's a sad, it's absolutely sad. It's a high, it's a, it's absolutely high percentage. And that's one thing I really need to comment here about the men don't express the, the, themselves or their feelings is all about, I think, confidence is one of the things we need to talk about, confidence. Yeah. Uh, because I've, I've, I, I just understand, I feel that women are more confident than men when it comes to talk, uh, to more extroverted way to talk. Um, even in the university itself, which a lot of students, especially male students, especially in year one, they express um, that they don't have the friends. Why they don't have the friends? Because, because they are surrounded with friends. I mean, you're talking about uh, 100,000 students, but the way they just can't approach, they can't communicate. And that's, con- and that's one confidence. And what I would recommend, there's a really course, it's called uh, Charisma, University Charisma. This is one of the course. They raise their confidence, the way they speak, the way they engage with society. That's something also we need to talk about is confidence. We've rather naturally sort of arrived at the the subject of men's mental health within higher education itself, and I guess I just wanted to give you guys the opportunity. How, how do you think that the issues of men's mental health present themselves in the higher education context? I think it's uh, uh, you know from my experience, is it ch- challenging, and uh, maybe we need to to do more to raise uh, awareness of uh, the um, importance of um, you know men's mil- mental health and. and in the higher education, uh, and I think uh, uh, one of the one of the reason you know, one of the things maybe we need to um, as well to explore is the the uh, services maybe available for them and, and and make make the approach you know easy for for men to you know use these services. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, let me call something forty two percent of PhD male students, reported that they believed having a mental health problem during uh, their PhD in the North. And I, when I was doing my PhD from 2010 and 2014, I faced that issue because it's absolutely pressure. The National Union of Students highlights that the top causes of student stress are meeting assignment deadline, 65%, exam pressure, 54%, Financial worries, 47%. Making new friends, 27%. And living away from home, 
and that's in 2019. Okay, and can you see the pressure? It's when it comes to higher education, in my understanding, it's one of the really the environment that which really affects mental health staff and students when it comes to staff work pressure workload uh, meeting also we have deadline to meet we have research to meet and the same as well as the students yeah it's the time really as Mohsen say we need to explore more services when it comes to health um, when it comes to uh, mental health uh, uh, across the university so how about staff um, you know uh, obviously we've got to consider staff's mental health as well um so you know are there any issues that particularly start you know being in higher education that, that our male staff should be really thinking about i mean it's uh, it just it, it's the deadline i mean this year this year in our one of the master programs is master in management we have 550 students in one course that's up to the ceiling and that's never happened that's usually the, the enrollment we have only around 150, 200. That's we are up around 200%. And this year, because we are opening a new market, there is a new market opening because of, um, uh, because of the graduate visa. They attract more students to come here in the UK. But it's absolutely pressure. Now, what I'm doing right now, I'm doing extra hours. At the moment, I'm doing extra hours on the top of my contract. I'm mentoring more students. Yeah, I'm helping more colleagues. Yeah, and that's why it's um, from the uh, uh, university and college union. Yeah, they uh, surveyed in uh, 2020, 2021, a survey for uh, staff to assess their mental health. And what I found out that over half, 53% of those surveyed showed probable sign of depression. Almost eight in 10. 8 in 10, that's, that's a huge percentage. We talk about 79% respondents say they need to work intensively, often, or always. And almost a third, 29%, reported feeling emotionally drained from work every day. And let me finally say that one in five academics, that 21% represent work an extra two days. That's around 16 hours extra every week. Wow. So that's the same for both men and women. Yes. So what is it about that pressure then on men that makes it more of a worry f for us? You know, what is it? I think maybe um, I go back to the same same point I, mean, I mentioned earlier. Men uh, do not open up, do not speak. Sometimes even do not share with the managers and, yeah. uh, and they don't talk about the workload and express that. I think this is a very important point. Um, uh, so to, for, for, for men to open up and speak about the workload, yeah, about you know, any concern. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. And uh, um, I, I want to come back to something as well that, that Jafar said. You, you talked about how you're mentoring more students, right? Yes. That equates also to shouldering the trials and challenges of, of, of more students, doesn't it? You know, you've got more, more students coming to you with, with problems, with issues that you need to help them with. And, and what... We're not cold-hearted people, are we? We're, we're, we deal um, with those students as well. And that, that, that can lead to, at the end of the day, you, you feeling that extra pressure and you coming home with that extra emotional weight as well. So I, I guess it's important then, isn't it, that, uh, that staff are also engaging in ways to help cope with the, the challenges their students are facing too. 
um, and they need to be well informed as well of, of what to do when a student comes to them, say, for instance, with a mental health problems. They, they, they and admit, that's what happened, they admit. Yeah. That's exactly it. Thank as, you very much oh. for reminding me. I mean, my, my female mentee came three days ago and she expressed uh, that uh, she needs some help. And she told me that she's been at the moment with a counsellor, just counselling because of her mental health. That's that's really something. It, it it's across oh, most of the students, but they don't speak up, especially when the female. That's the thing. The female mentee she did spoke, yeah. but when, if it was male, who wouldn't speak up? Mm-hmm. That is the main difference, and that's exactly what I stress to the point. What Mohsen said: just men don't speak up. Just they keep it inside themselves. So how do we change that? What's your advice? What can we do to get men talking? Awesome. what do you think? I think uh, um, they, they need to, um, to know that they are in a safe place. They can share whatever they like to share. There is no pressure on them. They need to feel anything is confident and, and they need to feel confidence as well to speak out. Take notice of what's going on with the body, with health, because everything is related and connected. You know, any any illness maybe could affect the mental health and so on. And 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 they always, you know, they they need to seek advice to just to take the first step and start. They can maybe share this with you know with with the maybe manager or trustworthy you know trusted person within their teams. And I, I, I really call out to all teams to to work closely to each other and to have this, what we call it, a, a brotherhood and sisterhood yeah. uh, uh, atmosphere in their own, within their own team and with the, within the, their own department. This actually will help a lot for uh, some men to come and speak out. Absolutely. And I think things are getting better in that regard. You know, the conversation around mental health in general has always always been improving and improving year on year since uh, at least since i left school and started taking notice of that you know over the past decade and i I think things are the best they've ever been in terms of the amount people are talking but there is work to do isn't there (laughs) you know uh... and i think as well as that more events and more discussion about the issue will draw the attention of men to speak out Absolutely. Uh, as uh, Jaffa said in the beginning, it's not only one day. So uh, yeah. to to mention that if we if we have series of uh, activities uh, throughout the year, uh, workshops, seminars, and maybe some uh, male or man can uh, take lead on that as well. Yeah. This will encourage uh, the rest of the university population to to come and speak. So we don't want like a stop here. So we carry on uh, carry on. Yeah. raising awareness. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, there is, um, I know that we have uh, a list of mental health first aiders on, on uh, in Swansea University now, and it's quite, it's quite telling because I've just look, I've just been looking at it, and the percentage of male names on this list is very, very small. So, you know, even that in itself is that you know um, indicative in some way of of the way men feel that they have to be so strong and 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 not let people in. So that so much so that they're not even um, you know on this list. Yeah, I was going to mention that to be honest. I you know, but uh, yeah, having male or some men in within the team would help to break up these barriers. 
uh, sometimes. Yeah. Do men find it easy to talk to other men or, or talk to, to women? You know, or it, is it, it, it depends really about the person and also the issue. Maybe some personal, two personal issues, sensitive issues, and maybe need to be. Sometimes some men they feel more uh, comfortable to, to share it with the same gender and so on. Uh, but it, it's a great to have this balance and the great to have the options and opportunities. Uh, one of the things we do uh, within our team is a service called listening services, and sometimes even we give give option to the staff member or students if they want to speak to male or female. I think this option is very, very important. Absolutely, yes. yeah. 100%. Yeah. If there was someone listening to this podcast who is suffering in silence, what advice would you give to them? What, what, what would you encourage them to do? I think I, I would say, you know, uh, being silent is not going to help you, it will make your situation worse. Hmm. You need to uh, speak and uh, you have many, many uh, channels and ways to uh, share your concerns, your issues. You can, if you don't want to share it within university, uh, you know, uh, with your, your colleague or your uh, will-be and whatever, you can share it uh, with your GP or uh, outside university services. But uh, it's very important to to talk and to uh, take some actions because silence is not going to help you in any way. Yeah, and, but I think, you know, the, the, the problem is is getting that message out because we're saying these things as if as if the person's come to us and we're saying, yeah, we can, or, or we've noticed there's a change. And that's the key, isn't it? That we all need to be really vigilant to notice changes in someone. I notice that you're not looking like you normally do. Maybe you've lost a bit of weight. Maybe you've gained a bit of weight. Maybe you don't want to go out anymore. So it's really about us all looking after each other, isn't it? And spotting these things, because like you say, maybe I would chat to, to, to everybody, <laughs> anybody on the podcast, um, <laughs> but, but there are others who won't. So it's, it's up to us to look at what, look at our friends, look at our loved ones, look at our colleagues, look at our uh, students and, and, and see and, and really be vigilant about these changes so that we can say more generally, because you wouldn't want to like point and say, oh, I noticed you looking a bit different. But you're you're looking more generally when you spot something, just to try and create that safe space, as you said. That's my that's yeah. my that that's the way it happened to be. Well, that happens to be maybe fifty years ago. That's what BB they looked after each other, so the neighbor they know each other. It just the society has changed. I'm really sorry with this uh, type of world becomes materialistic, capitalist. I'm not saying all people. I'm just saying a majority. I mean, I'm sure if you ask someone who's now, I don't know, 80 or 90 years old and tells you what's the difference between 50 years and now, it tells you that, yeah, before 50 years, we used to look after each other. Yeah, we used to go and visit each other a lot. But now, nowadays, with this technology and with this uh, with, with, with this world, I mean, that's my, just my personal thoughts. So what you're saying, that, that, that these changes have created more pressure there's more pressure and less, uh, less social. More, less social. It's just uh, it becomes uh, less family. And yeah, and, and less engagement with, with an interaction between each other as well. You know, and people, you know, even some some people they communicate with each other, 
the same house via social media or maybe and you can't see those signs on social media <laughs> yes. can you? you can't see no, them can't. so if i you know i'm looking at your uh, uh, your uh, visual responses to something your your body language you, like you say you don't see that on social media so but no. right, you might have the conversations you might think you know somebody but you're not because you've you've lost that visual contact yeah that's really important isn't it yeah Agree, one hundred percent. We we probably want to signpost people to some great support mechanisms available at the university, don't we? Staff and students alike. We've already mentioned the mental health first aiders, and we've already mentioned the listening service as well. Um, are there any other services um, that we can signpost within the university? Uh, they can talk to the line manager. For for students, they can talk to their personal or academic mentor because they have a really special relationship with their mentor. Oh, yeah, the most important thing is someone they trust. They create a safe environment to talk to. I think I think there will be in service is uh, can, can provide access to many other things. You know, like uh, stress control uh, uh, to gather all uh, or self help with like some resources, online resources and other resources from uh, local society or local community within NHS as well. We have an university welfare uh, team as well. Welfare is is a great, uh, you know, uh, channel you know for uh, student and staff to uh, explore, um, and you know they they provide like some uh, practical advice and support in um, many different ways, and as I mentioned within faith uh, team as well, uh, listening services is not based is not for faith people only for faith and non faith. People can share anything, uh, so uh, I think these uh, these things, is, you know, these services are very important. But one thing I would really like to see as well: uh, all staff member who are, uh, you know, student facing, um, you know, body, they need to be aware of these uh, services. They need to also to have some awareness of the service available, so they can direct the student or even they can advise their colleagues or other staff member uh, to uh, these services, I think so. Yeah, fantastic, thank you. And uh, yeah, I suppose if um, if staff are interested in finding out more about uh, how they can help um, other, other people um, when it comes to mental health challenges, they can also look into becoming mental health first aiders as well. Um, I'm sure there'll be plenty of, of training through that program as well um, on, on what's available here at the university to, to help. So um, thank you guys for, for, for that. Um, really, really great points and discussion. And I think you've really done a great job of raising awareness of some of the, the, the key issues facing men um, in today's society. Um, so thank you for that. Uh, it comes to the, the more lighthearted section of the podcast now where we, uh, um, we, we like to, to, to ask some fun questions to our guests at the end uh, to go out on. We call them our salty questions. Um, so I'll kick off with our first one. What is your favorite quote about men my favorite one i mean it's not the situation which makes the man but the man who makes the situation frederick william yeah i can i one thing i like uh, one quote is being a good man is uh, something you do not something you are i like that that you've just quoted the imam in Ms. Marvel, haven't you? Yes. Yes, I love that series. That was, that was great. <laughs> very good, very good. Okay, so if you had a man cave and money was no object, what would you, what would it look like? For me, I would say 
it's just a nice room with uh, with a really a laptop with a computer with a screen uh, with some books with just nice style a sofa maybe nice sofa sounds like your office yeah, yeah. kind of office but yeah it's, <laughs> it's office but it's more modern office and in the house because especially now we're working from home a lot not like before 2020 um so that's that's mainly things i'm not really <laughs> kind of i need a playstation or or a bar or uh, it's just for me i i like this type of style it's for me yeah and i, th- I think the same you know it's something simple uh you know uh, books are very important uh you know maybe some you know magazines and you know something like this yeah place to think Yes, to think and you know, place to think and reflect, so meditate. Maybe. Be yourself. Be yourself. Yeah, that's right. There we nice. Are. Yeah, we're we're breaking stereotypes today. There's no, not been a foosball table in sight. No pool tables. Nothing like that. It's just comfy chair and some books. Oh yeah. <laughs> What's yours? Mine. Oh goodness, no. I, I'm 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 a bit more fitting the bill of the stereotype. But I guess I guess um, I grew up with lots of YouTubers and streamers and things uh, like that. And I, I'm I, used to seeing people with cool things on the wall behind them when you see them on a on a, on a webcam and things they like that. Screen. They screen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll have I'll have ten of those. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, you know, nice games console in there. Yeah. No. I'm I'm a bit I'm a bit more uh, I'm a bit more typical of uh, of someone of my generation. But uh, uh, yeah, actually, you know what, Mandy, if you were to have a man cave, um, obviously, it's, you know... It's... I'm glad you asked. Yeah, you know yeah. what? Mine wouldn't have walls. Mine would be outside. Yeah. Mine would be in the fresh air. And I can't advocate getting it outside enough for my mental health. So if I was going to give anybody, male or female, some advice, mm. would be to get outside yeah. if you can, because I know that's not possible for everybody. Get outside, go for a walk if you can, yeah. go for a run if you can, go and dip in the sea if you can. Yeah. All of those things for me, my space would definitely not have walls. <laughs> nice. Fantastic. That's a really lovely answer. Um, all right, finally, our last question. If you could invite a male speaker to give a guest lecture at Swansea University, they could be dead or alive, uh, who would it be and why? I mean, um, there's a lot, of course, in my head. Um... But I would imagine someone you're really familiar with. I have, of, of course, uh, a few, but you might not familiar with. But what someone who's familiar with is Mandela, Nelson Mandela. It's just someone really, uh, someone really who really uh, fought against apartheid, racism, social injustice, and uh, when uh, was in the prison for for years, and after that became president, the first president of the of the South Africa. Um, from 1994, 1990. That's, I think, Mandela for me. I've got goose pimples just thinking about that. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I would be at that lecture. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Martin, what do you reckon? Yeah, I, I completely agree with the Jafra. You know, he's uh, clearly he spotted, you know, the right speaker. But I was listening uh, recently to uh, a man, a person called Brian Tracy, was talking about, you know, how to build self-confidence, and I found is a speech, you know, uh, you know, very useful. Uh, if I have the opportunity to invite him uh, and to talk about the same issues, that would be great. Absolutely, and you'd want him to be at every first lecture across the university, because yes. that would get our message across, wouldn't it? Absolutely.
Thanks for listening to A Pinch of Salt. You can find new episodes of this podcast on the last Tuesday of every month, with the odd bonus episodes scattered in between. You can catch us on all good podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. You can also find us on Twitter at SUPinchOfSalt to join in the conversation. If it's got anything to do with learning and teaching in higher education, let's make sure everybody knows about it. Thank you.